Welcome to the Sexual Quantum Leap Podcast. My name is Andrew Meok, and today I have a absolutely amazing podcast for you, something I have never done. No, this is not going to be another woman who I have been with. That is not how we roll around here. We're going to teach you how to be a powerful masculine leader inside and outside the bedroom. And I'm going to be sharing with you today a woman who has seen me from the day dot, from when I came out of her beautiful place into this beautiful world. Excuse me. <laughs> That's my... So, introducing Mama Bear. Hello. <laughs> Excuse me. So, we're sitting here on the couch at the moment. We've got Tim Tams and we got water. So, we are all set. Mom, how do you feel? I feel good, honey. <laughs> we're sitting here at the moment in KL in my house and I'm like, I just put a microphone in her face. I said, it's time to reveal all the ins and outs. So, basically... Obviously, this is my mum. She has seen me through it all, from being a broke carpenter on welfare, Centrelink we call it in Australia, making about $300 a week. And I was just like living at her house going, how am I going to make this dream work to now running an international company and running all these retreats around the world and helping thousands of men with their sexuality, masculinity and all that other stuff. So I didn't think I'd be here. I know you certainly didn't think I'd be here. No, like, <laughs> and I'm very happy to be here, I must add. I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? So let's um, take a step back for a second and just give you a bit of a heads up as well. If you want to know more about what we do at Sexual Quantum Leap, you can go check out the YouTube channel, Sexual Quantum Leap, and there's a lot of free stuff to be an absolute beast in the bedroom. But today, it's just going to be an interview of my mum giving a backstory about who I am, how I got here, and... She's not going to hold anything back. <laughs> I know so, stories about you that you can't even remember. I know, so I'm going to be in trouble. So what is it like being the mother to me? Oh, my God. Let's, let's, let's go back to the very beginning of like how this all began or how you saw the inception of this. Wow. Well, I, you weren't much cop at school. You didn't really put your head down. So a, a cop? What's that? Much cop. You weren't much... You weren't devoted to school. You didn't. In, you enjoyed the social aspect of school, but as for book smarts, no. <laughs> so I really didn't know what you were going to end up doing when you left year twelve. Yeah. What did but you think I was going to do? I really didn't know. I mean, all I knew was that you had to get off your bum and do something because you weren't sitting around my house doing nothing. You had to do something. Yeah. But I don't know really what you wanted to do. I mean, you were just incredibly energetic and hyperactive, so you were a difficult child to raise. Mm. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Very disagreeable. <laughs> yeah, so, no, look, I didn't know, but, I mean, what you've fallen into is amazing. But, it's been, as you say, it's been a really, really long journey. And um, So you, didn't, you had no idea? I thought I was too dumb. That's why I did carpentry. I'm you like, weren't oh. dumb. You weren't but I didn't, dumb. I thought I was. No, you weren't dumb. You just couldn't stick at something. You were just too hyperactive, really. You yeah. Just... Well, I, de I definitely knew school wasn't for me. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I pushed that into you and tried to keep you on a strict routine. But, I mean, it sort of... You tried was, your best? I tried my best, yeah, <laughs> but it was hard work. I didn't look forward to um, parent-teacher nights when I used to have <laughs> to listen to stories about how he would be so disruptive and <laughs> things like that. But um, here we are today at 33 and, um, yeah... I remember it said that gets distracted. I remember dad telling me this once actually. So my mum and my dad are not together. They got divorced. How old, how old was I when? Um, how old were you? You were about eight. Eight years old. 
And I remember my dad saying once he got a parent-teacher interview or it was a report said, I get distracted by anything in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it, it all started then, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this has been going on for a while. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know as a parent how you're supposed to counteract that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that as well? Do you I remember the one I'm talking you about? I should have sent you maybe to a boys' school. <laughs> <laughs> Gets distracted by anything in shorts. <laughs> You, you, you were remember? the only year 12 student that was wearing shorts. Yeah. Do, do you remember that one? Where it said that? Like, gets yeah, I did. I've still got it. I've still got, I've, I can send it to you if you can. So my, my destiny was in the stars back then. Oh, yeah. Possibly. I thought you might end up being in the entertainment industry of some description. but um, Yeah. Well, that was it. Well, mum also has two other kids. And it was three under three. I remember how proud you were, like, when we all turned one, two and three. Three and nappies. Yeah, it was hard work back then. And, I mean, Andrew was just, as I said, a maniac. He thought his brother and sister were his little toys that he could just poke and prod. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they became his toys, really. And, so. I, and I was the eldest, so that was it. I'm the first, first boy in the family. You were the eldest, but certainly not the most mature. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed, has it? No, you're a good kid. You're always happy and energetic, and um, but you're always centre of attention, always wanting to be up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like being a mother of three children? Because we're talking about that a little bit today. Like, having three kids, and like, you're in your 30s. I'm like, basically 30 now, and you have three kids. And Where do you have your own life? You don't. You actually... Put aside your own life. Well, I did. I put aside my own life for probably a good 10 years and just focused on you kids. And, yeah, you do make a lot of sacrifices. All parents do. But, I mean, as a single mother in particular, you, yeah, you um, you live for your children. And um, I was very determined to do as much as – give you as an upbringing as much as I could, similar to one with two parents and um, – Gave you male role models wherever I could. And, um, yeah, you. as far as I'm concerned, you kids didn't miss out. You didn't know the hardships I was going through personally, but mm-hmm. um, you had a pretty normal upbringing in one sense. I think you had a very happy upbringing. So. Yeah, for sure. It was just, yeah, my parents got divorced when I was eight and then I lived with my mum for the majority of it and being in a single house, I'm like, at that time, I'm like, all right, I like what you said about, like, who, who can I have a, as a male role model to actually teach me what it's like to have a man around the house. Mm. So that, that's it. And that's, I remember at school, you're like, I'm going to put you in contact with teachers mm. who are like, have, make sure it's a male teacher. So Even all your sporting, all your sporting activities, I always made sure you had male swimming instructors, male tennis coaches. Every yeah. coaching that you did was all, just so you had that to, you know, look at, I suppose, to... Um, Ed- education. Yeah, it was Ed- good. Education from male, that, that was great. And... Well, I got a question for you. This just came to me. What what about that book? Like, where did I get my sexual education from? Because most people either get it from porn or from their parents. What did you do? You sat me down and said, where did I come from, that book? Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you don't know that book, it's just like a, a picture book where the storks didn't bring you in. Mummy and Daddy, they go have cuddles and then out you pop. <laughs> out, of, out of a pop. It wasn't... Yeah, that's one thing. I didn't talk to you about I didn't give you a sex education. We never have really had that discussion apart from, as you say, handing you a book and saying, here, read this. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you got any questions? Um, ask one of your male mentors. <laughs> but I didn't have any at the time. Yes, you did. You who was did. I going to speak? But who was I going to well, speak to about sex? I had friends. I had friends. We had um, Norm and Sue. A lot of my, a lot of our close friends. Remember? Yeah. What they were talking to about it? Did well, they talk to me about it? Because I, I can't remember. Norm did. I uh, know he did. Really? Yeah. I got them to talk to you and I've always asked them to ask you questions, you kids, and sort of talk to you. Yeah, you're always... Uh, so that was my sexual education. 
Mm. Why didn't you talk to about? Why didn't you give me more of an education than when I was younger? What did you need to know, sweetheart? I, I need to know. I need to know about the birds and the bees. Uh, <laughs> well, you've learned. I like how you gave me the gave me the book. Here's the book. But you'll be surprised. Most people don't get a sexual education at all. No. And that's the thing. Like they don't. They get maybe. I, re- I was talking to this guy the other day. <laughs> His mum goes. He was sick at couch from school one day. He didn't know how to bring it up, so she walked over, dropped the book on his lap, and go, "Here's a book. Read this. <laughs> that's all you need to know." Well, I don't know. Well, you've come a long way since then. You've learnt way too much. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You've explored so many different avenues of it that I don't even know existed. And um, look. How did I get here, though? How did I get here? Because you've seen the progression. If you want to give... You can tell the... Dedication, honey. I mean, you've just persevered. You've just persevered. And I've seen it. Every time I speak to you on the phone, you've just... um, You keep at it and you keep at it. And if you get knocked down, you get back up and you just... Yeah. That's what's happening, and I mean, you've you've got that drive, and it's in, inbuilt in you, which is great because not a lot of people have that. Yeah. So you've got drive, you've got enthusiasm, and um, you're a people's person. You always have been. So yeah. yeah, that's sort of what's made you, I think, and what's continuing to make you. Was there any concerns of me doing all this? Um. Initially, at the start, I did have concerns. As I said to you, I thought, yeah, you might. You might teach some guys some techniques and some things and then suddenly realise if they if they fail at what you're trying to suggest they do and it doesn't work out because they don't have the confidence that you do to approach women. That's what you were doing initially, teaching them how to approach women. Yeah. If they don't do it, they might end up becoming more reserved or more upset with themselves or more down on themselves. And I thought, well, what are you going to do then? How yeah. are you going to counsel them through that? Are you just going to leave them high and dry? I mm. mean, that's my concern. Yeah, that just sure. comes from my background because I worry about people's mental health and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. Mum is definitely a carer. She's been in the caring industry for a long time, mm. haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've been a social worker, welfare worker for many, many years. I worked with the Salvation Army for a number of years and um, I just didn't want to see some of Andrew's people end up being some of my clients, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having unresolved issues and um, all sorts of problems. And I thought, how's he going to deal with this if um, it doesn't work for them? I mean, I knew Andrew would be all right, but it was also the clients I was concerned about he was working with. Yeah, so. and understandably, because that's the thing, when when we do this work, I, I just, when I jumped in initially, I was like, yeah, teaching men about more some dating, going out, really, really simple stuff like that. Mm. But at the same time, it's quite confronting when you meet a woman on on the street or at a nightclub and all this stuff consistently over and over again and if the, yeah I can see the the point of view but I was even saying like um, the other day I'm like oh but I really want to see men step up and step into their power and their courage and like really dealing with a bit of that rejection and, and I wasn't going into the depth of the like of their psychology I wasn't going in I'm a psychology I'm going to heal their childhood mm. wounds and all that stuff. I was just like, hey, let's go meet some women. That was kind of But the do you underestimate, I think, how hard it is for people to step out of their comfort zone? Just by contacting you is a big deal. Oh, for sure. That's huge. And then to then confront them and, and say, hey, you now need to do this. I know they need a push, but then I used to think, you push them too hard and they fail, they're going to... It, you know, yeah. it, it's not I, good. The only reason I'm here, I took, you know how many times I pushed myself out of that comfort zone as yeah. well? It wasn't always easy. Like, it was no. tremendously hard. Yeah. Like, seeing 
having a conversation with a random woman, trying new things in the bedroom. Like, woof, here we go, yeah. having all the mentors along the way, yeah. <laughs> trying all this stuff. And I agree, it's just, it's so, it's so. But you've difficult. got perseverance. You've got get up and go, and you've got that. You've got a bit of, um, you've got a bit of bite in you, you know, yeah. which is good, which is a great thing. Where do I get, where do I, where do I get that from, Mum? Not for me. No, <laughs> I'm just very quiet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she was a, she was a tough ass. She kicked me out of the car at times. <laughs> I was a tough ass only because I had to be. Yeah. <laughs> what about that time I was in the car with my mum, and then she she reckons I let one rip, mm-hmm. and she wasn't having it, so she kicked me out. And I had to walk home. Absolutely, no farting in my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was a very strict mum. You have to be. You can't be friends with your kids, especially when you're. S- single parent because then you got to discipline them five minutes later <laughs> so no I was pretty strict on the kids and all three of them actually remember a lot of the discipline I used to do but it's paid I off it, I see it as beautiful now like there's no tv during the week because like that I see that as like oh that's great go play outside with your brother go play mm. basketball Learn. Like go, Learn. go get the hose and squirt your sister Learn to amuse <laughs> yourself come and cook come and talk be social don't get caught up in all these machines and t- whether it's a TV or a computer now or whatever. But learn to be able to socialise. It's you know, important. I used, to, I used to sneak my Game Boy into my room and play under the sheets. Well, little did you know what I used to get up to too. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I used to play Game Boy under your sheets as well. I thought so, but we all pretend to be good <laughs> <laughs> at times. But yeah, going back to that point just before, I, I like what you said as well. Like in the concern, because I I definitely have that with men. Even when they come now, they go, "Hey." I've got this like deep psychological things going on sexually because I'm not mm. a sexual therapist and I don't claim to be even now like at all. Like if a guy has a lot of sexual trauma from the past, like whatever it may be, I'm not I'm not the person to go to. I'm talking more about like the masculinity, the sexuality and more about how they can show up as that powerful masculine leader inside and outside the bedroom. And it took a lot because I went through a lot of trials and tribulations myself. It wasn't just like this. You've seen the evolution. It's kind of like even strange having this conversation with my mum because she's seen the evolution. She was like raising me from a little baby when I was wearing nappies to being the man I am today. But it's amazing. I mean, you've taken this product, as whatever, I, whatever you want to call it, you've taken it from taking people on the streets to where you are now, running these retreats and actually dealing with people. and But you've become more specialised, which is, I think is yep. a good thing. And yeah. uh, you're not dealing so much with um, the whole approach. You're actually just dealing with one aspect in one sense. It's yep. more the sexuality. and mm. um, Just having so men can feel confident in their own sexuality. Yeah, which is a good thing. I think it's important. I mean, you know. <laughs> if you're listening to this... My mum taught me everything I know. Oh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she gave me that one book. She, where did I, it's called Where Did I Come From? It's just like a picture book. That's, that's it. I didn't teach him everything he knows. We get often asked, what does Andrew, what, is your, what are your children doing now? And it's like, God, every time they ask me, what's Andrew up to? I say, look, he's a successful businessman. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it's easier, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit hard to explain. But, um, but it's not. Just say, um, just say I do sexual education. Yeah, but then you get asked all sorts yeah, of know, questions. But I, depending on the person, well, if I'm, if, depending on the person, if I just can't be bothered having the conversation, I'll just purely say I'm like I do marketing, not because I'm like I want to lie to the person. Sometimes it's just so much easier. Like if I'm in a cab and the guy really wants to have a conversation, and I'm like, oh, I just I can't be bothered today because yeah. you could imagine, like as soon as you say this, you're not saying it's a normal job. And then when I get this question, sometimes it's just over and over again. It's just like sometimes I just want to have some time, peace. Chill on the couch with my mum, eat Tim Tams and not have to ask, <laughs> what is it? I, because then they go, are you a gigolo? Do you mm. shoot porn? Like all this wait, stuff. Wait, that's one thing I thought you might end up being is a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
We talked to you about it one day, and I think Frank, who's, uh, who's my my fiance now. Fiance, congratulations. Fiance. She just got, uh, she's got, this is a cool, that's a cool love story. Oh, yeah. I've been with my fiance now for 25 years and we finally decided to get married. Anyway, his approach when anyone asks what do the kids do, it's, well, Andrew sells dildos. <laughs> <laughs> that shuts people up. So the conversation doesn't go any further. But we, we used to think he was going to be a, um, you spoke about being a gigolo at one point. Yeah. Till we explained to you what you'd actually have to do. Yeah. <laughs> then he told me, he goes, mate, imagine, like, I remember Frank goes, imagine going down on uh, one of those, like, really, like, women in their 80s and nothing against that, nothing against women in their 80s, but it's like, could you see yourself doing that, mate? I'm like, I'll get, I'll get a normal job. <laughs> <laughs> so he want, went back to carpentry? I went back to carpentry. I'm like, I've got to reassess this. I've got to reassess the landscape. I had no idea what you thought you were actually going to have to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should have seen his face when um, we sort of sort of spelled out what he's going to actually have to do for some money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. But I, I do, I do remember this clearly, like from day one. It's like I don't care, and this is what it hits. It hits me deep. Of like, I don't care if you're a garbage cleaner. I don't care if you work on the streets. I don't care what you do, as long as you're happy mm. and respectful. And not selling drugs, that's it. Yeah, but <laughs> but not get ahead of yourself too. But what I don't like in people is arrogance. I can't handle. Look, and I've said to Andrew, stay grounded, stay the person that you are. And call your mother once a week. Call your mother once a week, that's exactly right, <laughs> and be sincere. <laughs> and, um, no, I, I can't handle arrogance, and this is what Andrew hasn't become, thank God, because if he was getting too big for his boots, I'd be the first one to say, hey, listen. Th- I'd be on the stage and she'd just be like there throwing popcorn at me, she'd be throwing apples from the sideline, like, get down here, come to it. I'm like, yes, Mum, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Exactly, listen, I was going to say, listen, at the end of the day, we're all human beings, we just want a bit of love and respect, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how how is it knowing that like what I'm doing in the world? I know I know you approve of it, but like, what is it like? I'm proud of you, honey. With, I'm with proud the, of it. With the sexual education and like mm. with these, what what do you see from your just from the outside of like well, what I'm th- doing? I think it's amazing. I mean, I think the fact that you can have a lifestyle that you've got and doing a business is what you're doing, regardless of what the business is. I think it's fantastic, and I'm not against the business. I mean, the sex industry is huge, and why not be part of it? Yeah. I mean, it's not sleazy. I mean, if it's all tastefully done and taught and I mean there needs to be more education I reckon around it because there's a lot of ignorance out there and a lot of people want to improve but what about your education did you get any growing up sexual education yeah at school Mm, no not really I can't remember I sort of no but my sex life fine thank you (laughs) (laughs) we're not discussing that today we're not going to discuss one on sex life I'll be traumatised for life (laughs) I know no. some people like they just talk about their, their parents' sex life, so I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not down no. for that. I'm just, like, just let it be known, I'm very happy. That's it. <laughs> we'll stop. <laughs> She's a satisfied woman. That's all. That's all that matters. Yeah. Mummy, put me on the spot here. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> when you ever put me on the spot, that's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Have a gym like, jam. She's, she's, she's trying to feed me chocolate now. While I think of the next concept, but yeah, it was just—it's such been such a wild journey because, like, being here, like, my mum's been at my house now for a week. It's been great, and I'm just like, wow, how far I've actually come. Like, I remember when we—you dropped me at like a cabinet making place in, like, we were from Hoppers Crossing. It wasn't like the highest socio-economic place in the world, and it was pretty pretty rough in a certain places. But mum brought us up really well. But at the same time, it's like, 
like breaking out of Hopper's Crossing mm. to do what I'm doing today, and like like nothing wrong with being a carpenter or being a tradie, but that's kind of like the the life that was like destined for me at that time. I felt like I'm like I didn't like. I don't know what to do with my life. Well, it's life. pretty standard. I mean, you know, in Australia, when you come out of year 12, most people have got a rough idea of what they want to do and they do end up in a nine-to-five job. Not yeah. many people uh, start their own business straight out of school. They might do it later on in life. I think most guys want to start their own business of some sort at some period of time. But, yeah, yeah I mean, you just went on and um, started from the get-go and um, here you are. I mean, it's amazing. And to come over here now and see you at 33 and... Why um, 33? No, I'm 32. Oh, you my son? Am I 33? <laughs> I, I forgot my own age. I think I'm 32. 30. No, 32. I'm 32. 30. Well, you're 32. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, um, there you go, Mum. You know, <laughs> he is my son. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's amazing. And as I said, you've, you've, you've um, stuck by it, sweetheart. And, um, yeah. you've, you know, you've really made inroads. And look what you're living. It's great. Yeah, I just haven't, I just haven't quit, and that was it. From day one, I'm like, I just knew, I'm like, something does. I'm like, I want to do this, and even I'm like, it just mm. doesn't, doesn't seem right. And even I remember when you dropped me off that cabinet making job. Mm. Oh my god! Because you like, had to work. I made, like, I was insistent that you work. Yeah, get I mean, a job, I'm like I don't, like I don't want to do this. I'm like, that was the worst. I remember getting fired from that after job from after three yeah. months, and I was, I was devastated. But I, just, and then I went and did carpentry and all this stuff, and I'm like. This isn't for me. Like, there's nothing against, like, being a... Like, we need the beautiful the tradesmen in the world doing the work. It's really hard physical labour and hats off to you for the work you do. But I just knew it wasn't for me personally. I need. I feel like I had a message inside of me that I need to share, so... But that's great. It's great that you found your niche and it's great that you found this and you're living the life, the style that you want to do. But the main thing is that you're happy, as I say, and... You know, what you do in the world is um, brilliant. If you're loving what you do, it's great, honey. And... Yeah. Um, Oh. I'm, I'm loving this week seeing you. I'm loving actually spending this time with you and having some quality time, as cliched as that sound. It's actually nice not to just have a conversation on the phone from the other side of the world. How are you going? Yeah, good, Mum. What are you doing? And just... Oh, we went there this week. We had chats about everything. Yep. We have chats about everything. I'm like, Mum, no more. That's it. Oh, rubbish. It was Andrew no more. Thank you. You're the one for deep and meaningfuls. That's it. We, we go there. <laughs> and then we had a deep and meaningful. And then I'm like, no, Mum, this is how I think. And then she's like, no, this is how I see it. I'm like, but then you're right. There's so many, there's only so many conversations that I've had about, um, there's so many conversations I've just had. And she's like, I remember this, but I won't remember what actually happened like when I was younger, growing up. Yeah, and you have a different perspective because you were a child. So, I mean, for me to tell you how I think it is, you've got a different feeling on it or a different take on it now. So, What, what was the worst thing you did to me growing up? You gave me wheat bix <laughs> I just gave him a dirty look. <laughs> He's got this thing about the fact that I fed him wheat bix as a kid. It's ruined his life. <laughs> yeah. Because then I started having like steak and eggs and steak and nuts for breakfast. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, mum, I learned this how to be fit and healthy. And like, I really wanted to get fit and I wanted to get jacked and stuff like that because I was such a skinny kid. Well, one day when you have three children and you're on your own and money's Mate, tight. Like, don't say that. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not going to happen. I, I no, really, it's not going to really happen. I appreciate everything you did then. But I was like, Mum, the worst thing you did was give me wheat mix. There, there's a lot worse things that could happen to you in life, honey. 100%. <laughs> I, see, I reflect on that now and it's true. <laughs> you were well I, I can imagine up. some of the shit I'd say when I was younger. It must be like, whoa, whoa that's... That's, that's insane. No, you kept me on my toes, sweetheart. You were entertaining and um, no, you're a, overall you're a good kid. You're always happy. You were fun. Everyone loves being around you because you're upbeat and happy. But yeah. just don't ever, as I say, don't ever lose that. Don't ever lose. 
Yeah. That enth- the enthusiasm, the business is just going to keep growing with all your enthusiasm. I mean, yeah. you know, as soon as you lose that and can't be bothered, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. It's good. Well, it's you've seen me through. You've seen me through the highs and lows, mum. Absolutely. You, you've, you've you've seen it all. That's the thing. If you want, my mum's pretty frank. Just says it how it is, and she'll sit me down. Like, all right, that's Andrew. Andrew, this is what I need. And she's, where do you think I got my opinionatedness from? My mum is exceptionally opinionated as well. And I don't even need to speak. I can just give him that look. You know, she, the mother's look. She, she's <laughs> we're sitting on the couch. Here, I'm like, all right, here. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do a podcast. I'm going to give you Tim Tams. I'm going to give you some water. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> sit, sit here. I'm going to even put a put a chair up for her and stuff like that so she can rest her legs. But at the same time, it's been an absolute wild journey. And I, I really go back to that. I really still sometimes reflect on that. I don't care if you're a garbage cleaner mm. and stuff like that as long as you're happy. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I, I follow that with me. And a, a quote from Dr. D. Martini, which is on the fridge, which is, I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. And that's why I kept following this. And just felt in my gut, in my sort of like my calling in a way that this is what I need to do. And it's been so difficult. Yeah, and you've God, done it. It's been so difficult. But it's like, mm-hmm. what else am I going to do? I'm like, yeah. I didn't see any other option because I was like... You've got to do something with your life. You've got to work. And you've got to do something. And if you can um, pursue something that you actually enjoy and yeah. make money from it, it's an absolute bonus. And yeah. I mean, look, I'm really proud of the fact that you're working with people and trying to help people because I can relate to that. And I mean, that's yeah. what I've done. And in a different sector... But I dealt with marginalised people mm. and, I mean, really watch them grow and um, it's We're, do, a, it's we're a doing good the same feeling. thing. We're helping humanity. Yeah, it is. But I, I didn't worry about I'm their sex porn. lives. I'm shooting, <laughs> I'm shooting porn and you're not. <laughs> My mum has a good porn channel. I'll send it on the link here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to do with porn. <laughs> no. <laughs> but she's retired now, which is great. It's great to see my mum retired and she's, she's mm. living her life and... Stuff yeah, like just retired and, um, yeah, looking forward to, well, hopefully the next 30 years of um, coming to visit Andrew. And <laughs> well, <laughs> and we, 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 the next, top, next house will be up. I'm going to have a – so this is exciting news. We're going to have a retreat centre in the future, a big retreat centre for SQL for all the graduates. We're going to run events there. We're going to have places that like to run, yeah, events. It's going to be where I'm going to be living. It's going to be just like – Oh, just so many amazing things. We don't know we're going to run it in the world, but we've got a whole, like it's going to be have a gym, um, private chef, everything. We're You've got so many dreams, haven't you? It's, it's like, they're, they're, they're all, hey, but look where they come. I know. Look how and far they, come. They, they come to fruition. They fruition, really do yeah. fruition. They do. You know, you actually talk about these things, and I sort of you say to me, "Mum, just encourage me," and I do. But in my mind, I'm thinking, "Wow, can my son do all that?" And you know, you get yeah. there. See, well, I told you. you I'm get like, there. at day one, I'm like, "Mum, this is going to happen." You're like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Yeah. But the thing is, it's not like you're discouraging me, but it's like, Whoof, that's a big, that's a big lofty one." Yeah, because I mean, you're very ambitious, and I mean, it's great. It's really good. It's you know. Wait till next time we do a podcast. Hopefully, we'll do one sooner. But it's going to be sitting at that retreat center. Me and you is going to be like. There's going to be all these men learning and then going to be like, is that your Do son? Do I get to meet the men too? You get to meet the men. You can give them... <laughs> if, if the men were sitting in front of you right now, what would you say? What's your piece of advice? So, so what's he like? <laughs> so, <laughs> what's your piece of advice for the men, Mum? Because yeah. I'm not coming to one of your classes, honey. Yeah, my mum... Like we had this joke. My mum's my mom, my going to be at the retreats. What <laughs> no, we do... If no. you watch the uh, trailer, we have like these women and the men no. get to like throw them around and do all these wrestling exercises. And then I'm like, Mum, do you want to come be the mole? No. Shut up, Andrew. No, no. <laughs> just tell me that you're happy, that you've got enough clients and everything's going well. And I can tell in your voice anyway, sweetheart. What, 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 <laughs> what, 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 what advice would you have for these men? 
just just in general because you've been around the, you've been around the block <laughs> like, you've seen a lot regarding your own social work and just like just embrace what you're trying to offer them basically just embrace it give it a go it may work for you it may not what have you got to lose you know yeah just just have a go have a go i mean you know i trust in you i believe in you and i mean this is what they're doing they're putting their faith in you but Big you've time. got to um yeah oh mum that's it belief Belief. 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 Well, now I know. See, I believe. I'm gonna have yeah. those. I'm gonna have those big goals. Like that's it. You watch. We're gonna be sitting in that retreat center, and I can't wait because what we've been doing, we've been traveling around the world, doing so many different retreats, all around, like from Australia, America, Europe, and just travel all the time. And it gets pretty intense and hectic. And like we just want to have one place where all the people come from around the world who can learn the SQL principles and philosophies and get the teachings about sexual education and masculinity and learn all that stuff. You can come there. You can stay in a very serene place, and then. My my mum might even be there and she might cook you some breakfast. So that's it. You like that, mum? That's it, just throwing throw in the I side. I love the fact that you've made me chief cook. Yeah, you can be chief cook. <laughs> and, uh, I'm happy to help, sweetheart. You know that. <laughs> oh, my mum is helping though. So what we do have at SQL is really cool. So what um, happens when men graduate from SQL, we actually have these coins that have been created. And it says on the front, I'm a powerful masculine leader inside and outside the bedroom. And on the back, it says the SQL method, which is soft, silly, savage. And what my mum does is when you graduate, if you do some work with us and you graduate, they're not just given to you. You can't just buy these off the website. You actually have to be like for myself and my team, we really look about how you've contributed to other men in the group, how you've actually done the work and followed up, how you've actually really like showed up and have you passed essentially the 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 exam quote unquote that we set you which is just like the practicality of the whole program and then when you do pass what we do we send you a coin and they're actually all at my mum's house and she'll be sending them out to men so look out for your coin yes and if you have <laughs> if you have participated and we give you the tick of approval from SQL you'll be getting that coin you can carry it around as a reminder for the powerful masculine leader you are inside and outside the bedroom and it's great that mum's like I want to do something like yeah, I, I want to help retired. out now that I'm retired if I can do anything on the sidelines I just also it's nice to be connected with the business and actually be a little bit part of it so I sort of hear what's going on. And I think it's a great idea, these coins. So, yeah. What was it? It was like from AA or something? AA, that's what I said to you. I said they do these at AA. Not that I've been to AA, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think once you get to your three-month milestone or three weeks and six months and all the different milestones of staying sober, mm -hmm. whether from drugs or alcohol or whatever it is um, yep. that you're trying to achieve. Um, what, yeah, what we're doing, we're giving them to people at, gradu give, <laughs> at graduation for you mm. to work with us Just for minimum absolutely minimum six months usually a year or it is a you come to a retreat and then you graduate through there so it's very intensive to actually get these coins so if you do get this in the future you have exceptionally earned it and you'll be getting it's a great idea it's my mum will be sending you out the coins so you know where they're coming from Coming from Australia, Kitten, Australia. Australia. <laughs> Regional Australia. Yeah, so my mum actually has um, ca kangaroos in her backyard. And <laughs> like everyone, everyone thinks that, like, is that normal Australia, having kangaroos in your backyard? No. Normal mom, for us, normal <laughs> for us. But, um, yeah, it's no. It's not like a neighbour's set. <laughs> but we actually do have kangaroos and gum trees and it's a beautiful part of the world. So, so you're not going to be getting a kangaroo sent to you as well. You're just going to be getting a corn. No. So that's... <laughs> That's completely fine. Well, Mum, it has been absolutely amazing having you on here. Is there any final words or any final stories you want to say? <laughs> no.
I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot I could say. No, there's not. Just keep living your dreams, sweetheart. Keep doing what you're doing. And we're very proud of you. Well, I'm very proud of you and I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> Any final messages for the men listening? <laughs> no. Good luck. <laughs> no. You'll need you're it. Good, yeah, that's you're, it. You're, you're in good hands. <laughs> she, wrote, she raised me well. You're in good hands. That's Have it. a laugh as you do it too. Don't take it all too seriously. A hundred percent. That's a big part of like... The soft, silly, the savage, and the silliness as well in the bedroom and yeah, not taking yourself so seriously. It is seriously. fun. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Mum, it's been an absolute pleasure yep. uh, to have you here today. Love you very much. And <laughs> who would have thought would you be jumping on a podcast sitting here in Cal? It's my first podcast <laughs> ever. She, no, she's, she's famous. That's it. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope you have the most amazing day. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to know more of the stuff, you can go check out the other podcasts. Or what you can do, you can go check out the Sexual Quantum Leap YouTube channel. And you can see all the stuff that we have there. We have tons and tons of free stuff for you to learn. And I hope you really learn and get the education that you want and you need and you deserve. With that being said, much love and I'll see you on the next episode.